Hi, this is uh, a fan of the Sick and Wrong podcast. Just calling to see if this is the actual number. So if it is, you can call back or something, you know, if it is. Right on, I love the show. All right, yeah, y'all take it easy. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Was that like a Count, <laughs> Count Chocula voice or something? Wackerly, I'm straight edge now, so uh, it's my like completely sober voice. I'm not hungover. You're allowed to eat Count Chocula cereal? Yeah, you know, you eat count when you're straight edge. You can't drink beer, you can't drink wine, you can't smoke weed. So you just eat Count Chocula cereal, oh, and do really shitty impersonations of the Count's voice. It's pretty <laughs> much all they do, and then get really angry and scream about it. On stage. was Count Chocula black? Quit trying to bring race into this <laughs> innocuous cereal. I'm just I mean, saying, you'd think he would be, but his facial features didn't look African American. What was the booberry guy? Indian? Like he's just blue. He's a ghost. <laughs> and the pink dude? <laughs> Booberry, because Booberry sounds like an Indian name. I am I am the Booberry guy. Who is the pink guy? Was that, was that guy gay? That's Franking something, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> way gay. This homosexual Frankenstein that sells cereal? Yeah, My favorite know. was the Booberry, I have to say. So, Wackerly, I'm not really straight edge, but I did go to a straight edge concert last night. It was a straight edge show in uh, Pomona, California. <laughs> are, um, you, are you all pogoed out? Yeah, and I still have the X's on my hands. You mm-hmm. know, it's funny. It's, it was at a venue I'd never been to called the Glass House. It's in Pomona, California, which is a city I've never been to and never will return again. It's a wretched city. I don't know why they had this show there. But it was an all-ages show. Is this any show. relation to the Glass Coffin in the Castro? I don't know what the Glass Coffin is. you never heard of the Glass Coffin? The Glass Coffin is the gay bar in the Castro where like all the really old gays go, hence why they call it the oh, Glass the, Coffin. Oh, the, the one on the corner of Market and Castro. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've, been there I've never been there. I've only heard of it, and it makes me laugh that they call it that. But yeah, I don't really see how that has any correlation to what I'm talking about, but... You said it was called the Glass something. The Glass House. Oh. Was the name of the bar. Okay, I, I guess... Ri- I was riffing on the name. It would have been nice if there were a bunch of old, scary old homos in there, waiting to die. <laughs> Jello Biafra. Oh, yeah, he might have been there. <laughs> no, this qualified. is, a, I don't know, it's some venue that they have all ages shows, and they don't serve beer. And I'm, I remember at first when I walked in, I was like, God, why don't you serve beer at this place? And then I realized, well, we're, we're, we're seeing Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits and Sick of It All. It's like these New York hardcore bands that are all straight edge, and I completely forgot about that. I forgot about that whole ideology, I guess. I mean, when, when were you ever into those bands, those hardcore bands, at one point? I mean, I liked, um, what was the big popular one uh, that that guy was in? I'm not talking <laughs> Ian to... McKay. What was the oh, band Fugazi, with Ian McKay? Minor Threat. Minor Threat. Minor Threat. They were straight edge, right? They were straight edge. They were kind of, I guess they all kind of came out of the same scene, like... You know, Youth of Today and Gorilla, but these were all New York hardcore bands, and Minor Threat was Washington, D.C. 
But they're all just as self-righteous, sanctimonious as the other bands. Minor Threat to me scene. at least has like somewhat of an original varied sound, but all the other bands just every song sounds exactly alike to me. But they're all just like a bald white guy running around yelling about something how angry he is. It's like settle down, dude. If you smoked a joint, you wouldn't be that angry. You'd probably be I got to remain clear, bro. <laughs> And it's fun. It's kind of cool when they were like, you know, 20 years old or whatever, and they're like rebelling against society. But now they're like 44 years old. Even older. Like, uh, the Ray of Today was from Youth of Today was had to be like probably 50s, maybe late 40s. He looked like my my gym teacher, Mr. Tromley. He's kind of paunchy <laughs> and he's bald. He's wearing sweatpants and he's running around and oh. just yelling at everybody in between songs, like, you got to be inspired. You gotta be inspired. Create something. Get up tomorrow and create something. Don't watch TV. Don't go on the internet. Anything in your iPod that has to do with sexism or racism or hatred, just delete it. Get it out of your head because you gotta be positive. And I was looking at him like, are you speaking directly towards me and my retarded podcast? <laughs> was this a hardcore show or was this Tony Robbins? Exactly. This well, you know, at the time when I was a kid, I guess, when I, I liked hardcore, God, it must have been my, what, 16, 17, that mm. 18, like when I was a freshman, I think when I got to be a freshman in college, I was more into metal and, and uh, yeah, like I, I was done with my hardcore phase. But at the time, I just was like, yeah, this is really great, and blah, blah, blah. Even though I wasn't straight edge, I still kind of understood where they're coming from. And I liked the aggressive, aggressiveness of the music. But after watching it last night, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Really? This is like being at a self-help <laughs> seminar. Well, you're older now, and you have the perspective of you know that everything basically sucks, and it's not really going to get any better. So, you know, what are you? What are you? What is there to be positive about? Nothing. What I find funny about those guys, though, and this is what kind of ruined their whole little hardcore idyllic scene that they were trying to create. It's kind of like the Archie Bunker phenomenon. When the Archie Bunker, the show, you know, the show, um, all in the it? family, all in the family came out. It was totally misinterpreted by the masses. I mean, they embraced right. this racist, you know, this racist, sexist guy. And they're like, oh, this guy, he almost became kind of an idol, like an influential figure to a Finally, bunch of people. somebody on TV somebody is just like me. me. Whereas, and <laughs> whereas making hardcore, fun of you, asshole. Whereas uh, Ray of Today and uh, uh, um, Siv from Gorilla Biscuits were decrying the fact that their scene was not, it didn't become this positive you know, um, enclave of vegans that just wanted to like help people and help the homeless and just get together and just talk about what's wrong with the world and change them. Instead, it just became a bunch of dumbasses that didn't even pay attention to the lyrics. All they wanted to do was just bash people's faces in because the music's so heavy. Well, it's it's, it's kind of weird that like the straight edge scene, like in some areas, bled into the skinhead scene, right? Well, I think it, it engendered the skinhead scene. I think that that, that yeah. came out of it. I mean, they were like these nice skinheads. Job, guys. Yeah, I mean, they totally did. And he was he was saying that they changed, you know, lyrics and titles of their songs because it was like it was completely misinterpreted by everybody. It wasn't supposed to be like that originally. We just wanted to help people and get together and everything. It's like okay, these well, dudes are like, I thought it was about bashing blacks. <laughs> I liked it better before because no one could even understand the lyrics, let alone right. how many people actually sit down with the liner notes and read through and be like, oh, so this is what he's talking about. We're supposed to make vegan hamburgers for homeless people. That's what we should be doing, not smashing black people in the head with bottles, and Jews, <laughs> and Jews. <laughs> Anyway, I was there last night, and uh, I didn't want to stay who in Pomona. You, who took you to a hardcore show? Did you go by yourself? 
No, it's the sick and wrong um, uh, uh, resident artist, Joe Kelly. He was out here with uh, several of his friends from Jersey that were all like hardcore dudes. And this is like a New York hardcore show. Youth of Today actually hadn't played in about 25 years. So this is kind of a reunion show for them. So uh, why are they playing out here? Do all those guys live out here now or do they just they're doing the countrywide? I, th- tour? I think they're just playing like four shows. Hmm. And this is like their four reunion shows. So they did one instead of playing L.A., they had to play Pomona. I think they're obviously they must be playing New York. But at least, you know, out of all those bands, I mean, I liked all those bands back in the day, but I still really like Sick of It All. Because Sick of It All is just an angry, hardcore band. They don't talk about, you know, they don't spout off on their self-righteous bullshit. They don't go off on, like, be straight edge and be vegan. Because they drink, and they do drugs, mm-hmm. and they, you know, and they, but yet they're still a hardcore band. They're part of that scene. So they, they were excellent. All the bands were good. But I just was sitting there reevaluating what I was thinking back in the day. Like, in retrospect, God... Uses as a moment for personal reflection. It, it really was. It, it really was. So anyway, I'm not. Um, I'm not hungover at all today. I um, feel quite fresh, refreshed, and uh, this is how it starts. This is how you actually get into the straight edge know, lifestyle. I'm feeling positive. I'm ready to do a sick and wrong, uh, sick and wrong story, or a sick and wrong episode here. Good for you. So actually, um, as you know, in the news, there's been a lot of uh, controversy involving. Bath salts. And bath salts has been kind yeah. of a buzzword the past couple of weeks. We talked a little bit about it last week. Yeah, we addressed bath salts because one of the um, protagonists of our stories, um, the, uh, the guy that ate the homeless man's face, was high on bath salts when he munched on that homeless sandwich. There's got to be more people doing bath salts now that it's in the news every day. You know, I wonder how many copycat. Your drug users are out there, and they hear it, and they're like, really? Tons. We can go do that? That sounds great. It's like when you smoke salvia. I mean, you yeah. did it because it was in the media. I was doing it for, uh, I was doing it for art. I was doing it for the show. I was doing it for I you. Thought it was for, I thought it was for science. <laughs> you oh, yeah, you did science. make it clear last week, though, that you're not going to do bath salts. I'm not going to do bath salts, and I'm also not going to be this, do this other drug that I think uh, makes bath salts seem like Tic Tacs. So um, everybody right now is, you know, there's this, there's this anxiety and this fear about bath salts. And it's obviously because it's been the, the myth of the of bath salts and the, the horror that bath salts cause has been perpetuated by the media, especially recently. Um, there's another drug that I, th- I want to thank you. I want to thank the listener, Sam, for pointing this out. But I also heard about it because Vice Magazine just did a documentary about it. But there's another drug that I think is far more dangerous. And it also has been around for a lot longer. It's called scopolamine, also called the devil's breath. <laughs> Sounds so much better than bath salts. Devil's breath. I don't know. Well, really? Okay. I, I would feel kind of pretentious asking a drug dealer for the devil's breath. Hey, okay. man. What about you angel dust? That devil's breath. Maybe DB. The DB. You got any of the de- that DB? Would you go ask one for angel dust? Yeah. <laughs> Angel dust is that term's been around long enough that it doesn't have like connotations. I don't know. Devil's breath. Uh, devil's breath just sounds like an evil drug. I think right there I'd be kind of concerned about the effect it would have on my person. <laughs> I want to develop a drug and call it like the Shirley Temple, <laughs> <laughs> the Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah. Do you have yeah. that root beer float? <laughs> Shit fucks you up, man. <laughs> Yeah, Ice cream nice. social. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like it'd be some kind of ecstasy. 
Like some kind yeah. of variant of ecstasy. A flavor. Yeah. Rather than its own drug, it would be like a, a flavor. A purple passion, please. <laughs> um, so Sam wrote to us. He says, morning, sick and wrong. You are a feast for my ears. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> That's weird. It's it like is quite, fe- shoving food into his ears. It's kind of creepy, but I like it. Um, I must confess, I've only been listening for a month or two, uh, so I'm working my way through your immense back catalog. It makes the tube journey to work much more bearable, and when I cycle, much more dangerous. Anyway. Cycling. <laughs> have you guys heard about Devil's Breath, the world's most evil drug? The thing is, though, I can't work out whether it's all a hoax or actually something pretty mental that I should avoid happening to me next time I'm, I'm in Colombia. How often are you in Colombia, Limey? Sounds like he's like this, this dashing adventurer. It's like James Bond, International Man of Mystery. Maybe he's visiting the Falklands, mate. <laughs> On my way to the Falklands, stopped into Colombia to pick up some devil's breath. He wants to know, would you and Wackerly try it? I'd like to know if any other Sick and Wrong listeners have tried it or come across it during their travels. Give us a shout next time you're in London and want something decent to see or do, Sam. So, you know, uh, well, let's talk about scopolamine, the devil's breath here. And then at the very end, we can decide whether or not you would actually experiment with this drug. So, uh, so Vice Magazine just did a 35-minute documentary about it that went viral. And it's interesting because they interview several drug dealers that sell the drug and uh, several prostitutes that have actually used the drug to beguile Columbia, some of their clients. Yeah, this is in Columbia. In Columbia. Columbia just seems, every time I read about something like this or... Or all these, uh, you know, these drug dealers that uh, end up like murdering somebody or cutting somebody's hands off, torturing uh-huh. somebody, just makes me think: Why does anyone go to Colombia? Like, why would you go to Colombia if you're not a Colombian? To get the drugs, I suppose. But you know, there's other places you can. We go know do we drugs. know several of these world travelers, right? Where like your status is determined by the amount of places you you can put on your little map that's hung up in your office. You put the pin in, you know. So you're just saying they're just doing it to um, feed their ego? Like we've been all around the world. We're world travelers. You know, I don't know if I'd say that, but it matters to some people. I don't know. I, I just think this is, like, I would go to, I don't have anything wrong. Like, I don't have any issue with Latin America, and I would definitely go and visit the country. But It's a, con- it's a the continent. I'd, do, I'd <laughs> go visit countries. the continent. But I would not visit the country of Colombia. I would skip that one. Well, which ones would you go to that are better? Guatemala? Peru? Brazil, there's so nice. many hot chicks. Argentina, I would go there. I'd even go Col- to Ch- is Colombia in the is it Colombia in South America or Central America? South America. It's like in the center, though. Is it? Well, maybe it's towards the top, but I think it borders Brazil. But it's it's just <laughs> one of those countries that why why would you go there? You yeah, know? I guess you're right. Out of you know Argentina, Brazil, Colombia wouldn't be on the list. Well, Chile, Chile. the Devil's Breath just gives me one more reason to avoid Colombia. So this, this drug is one ones that, according to this documentary and according to Reuters, that criminals use to erase their victim's memory and renders the victim incapable of exercising free will. So keep, it's people, like Total Recall. It's well, like Quato. But pe- keep, it's a drug of Quato. People keep claiming that, uh, that bath salts render people into zombies. This sounds like the actual zombie drug. Like you're yeah, a, you're a living zombie. You're you become you're you're brainless and you you have no lo- you no longer have free will. And it makes and if you have the drug that you can give to people, you're like a necromancer because they're like under your control, right? They're like your thrall. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you have complete dominion over them. Uh, the drug called scopolamine, uh, devil's breath, is derived from a particular type of tree common in Colombia called the borrachero tree. Michael, you should <laughs> get one of these. does drunken tree? It's the get you drunk tree. Oh. Sounds like a tree that you should have in your backyard. Can, uh... Maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't know it yet. I'm going to go lick all the trees after the show. I just don't get what this... I'll report back. Does, like, King Cobra, like, 40s of King Cobra and, like, Mickey's just come off this tree and you're just like, sweet. That'd be the best tree you've ever had. They're not in bottles. They're not in 40. They're just... It's just the, the sap. sap. The sap. The <laughs> sap just... just to drink it. <laughs> it tastes like OE. Look into my veins. Um, Does anybody in England actually drink Old English 8,000? Only the uh, pensioners. <laughs> They're the only ones that do. So the pollen of the borrachero tree is said to conjure up strange dreams, and when extracted and made into a colorless, odorless, and tasteless powder, scopolamine does more than induce strange dreams. It quickly dissolves in liquids, and criminals slip the powder into drinks or sprinkle it on, sprinkle it on food, and makes their victims so docile that they've been known to help thieves rob their homes and empty their bank accounts. Women have been drugged repeatedly over days and gang-raped or rented out as prostitutes. It's like uh, supercharged roofies. Yeah. So you got who, to check who out... Are the, who are the guys looking for prostitutes that are like, that are like you got any zombified women, Mr. <laughs> Pimp? Like just completely zonked out and like not responding at all. That's what I'm into. Well, I think they want I the take ones... a corpse, but I guess that's illegal. So yeah, this is like one step up from corpse. But I think it's also like they're, they're not going to say no to anything, right? You know, any of your strange. Neither whims. will a corpse. Yeah, but at least this one's I guess sort of warm. <laughs> <laughs> so when the vice the the vice documentary uh, Ryan Duffy, one of the vice correspondents, went to Bogota, and you know how vice is always kind of tongue in cheek about everything. He thought he could pull pranks on his friends with the drugs when he came back. He said, the original plan was for me to sample the drug myself to get an idea of it, of the effect it had on folks. He said, by the time I arrived, a few days later, things had changed dramatically. All elements of humor and novelty were stripped away during my first few days in Bogota. He says he couldn't wait to go to Colombia to investigate the drug, but by, this team, by the time his team was wrapping it up after they had done their interviews, preparing to leave, he just wanted to get as far away as possible from Colombia and that evil drug. So wait, did he do it or not? You know, you're going to have to watch the documentary. I think he did. I think he died. <laughs> How old is this guy that his career is being a drug tourist and writing about it? But th this, is, this is Vice Magazine's bread and butter here. I mean, this is their modus operandi. They send people, you know, they send a hipster to a country, to a country do drugs and just videotape him. And then like CNN actually will, 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 will um, display this video. I know they're partnered with CNN. That's ah. how that's how hip they are. They partnered. They have a partnership with like the most stodgy, boring news network. He says though in the documentary that after meeting only a couple people with firsthand experience with Devil's Breath, the story took a far darker turn than he ever could have imagined, and the pranks that he wanted to do with scopolamine um, just seemed naive and absurd. So um, it, it is so, actually so that's an a, evil that's drug. another level of how much disrespect for having this guy not only is he his career as being a drug tourist he's still in the stage where he thinks it's funny to slip his friends drugs yeah but it's almost kind of like that Hilarious. jackass jackass oh, mentality man. you know i totally have lsd in my system now great <laughs> i have a job interview later thanks a lot d <laughs> so dr stephen uh 
Patel, a doctor from San Francisco, a forensic psychologist. He wrote that reports of date rapes, thefts, kidnapping, and other crimes in the U.S. and Canada have been attributed to Burund- Burundanga, which is a potent form of scopolamine that's been used for decades in Colombia, native rituals, as a weapon by criminals who prey on tourists. Uh, in a common scenario, a person will be offered a soda or a drink laced with a substance. Next thing the person remembers is waking up miles away, groggy, and with no memory of what happened. People soon discover... Hola, that- gringo. Would you like a soda? <laughs> no. That's the answer. People soon discover that they've handed over jewelry, money, car keys, and sometimes have even made multiple bank withdrawals for the benefit of their assailants. You know, wackily, you complain about not getting laid. I think what you might need is some scopolamine. <laughs> a rape drug. I'll look into it. <laughs> so um, the U.S. actually has issued a warning telling travelers to beware of criminals in Colombia using disabling drugs to temporarily incapacitate tourists and others. And, I mean, they say they can be administered through aerosols, cigarettes, gum, or in powder form. Uh, people say the drug is concealed in a piece of paper and is blown into the victim's face. So exercise extreme caution. When uh, touring Colombia, why would you even? Why would you even go there? Well, if you wear one of those dust masks, you'll be fine, and just don't accept gum or soda from strangers. Wasn't there a report recently of CIA agents getting a prostitute in Colombia? Was that Colombia? I don't remember if it was Colombia. Well, it says here, uh, Vice actually in the documentary, um, they interviewed a drug dealer named Dementia Black, which is a good name. And, uh, and a 21-year-old prostitute who says she uses, frequently, scopolamine on her clients to rob them. What she does is she uh, mm. preys on men by smearing the drug on her breasts and luring the victims to take a lick. And once they're under the influence, the men readily give up their bank access codes. There's actually a lot of this. She's not the only one. They're called breast temptress thieves. She holds them hostage for days, draining their accounts. She says you can guide them wherever you want. It's like they're a child. You know, I don't even need the drug. Good, a good rack just has that yeah. effect on guys. You know, yeah, just the tits. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, you don't. What, what do you really need the drug for? You got to do what the tits say. So, according to Reuters, uh, scop- scopolamine completely blocks the formation of memories. So, unlike most date rape drugs used in the U.S. and elsewhere, it's impossible for victims to ever identify their aggressors. So, even when huh. a patients under like uh, patients under rufinol or ohypnol. Um, and you're under hypnosis, he or she usually recalls what happened and can identify um, the rapist. But with scopolamine, it's not possible because memory was actually never formed in the first place. It's the ultimate date <laughs> how, rape how much drug. Th- how much of this story do you think is just like drug paranoia, panic? You know, I wonder about that. I, I looked it up on Snopes to find out if it was true. And, and they do say that, uh, well... They say that this is true, and there's been widespread reports about the usage of the drug in Colombia. And the U.S. Tourism Board did issue warnings to tourists going in Colombia, but uh, or traveling Colombia. But they said that the that you know the drug usage here in the U- in the United States that's a myth. I and just it, I just wonder. No I'm always skeptical when anybody when these drug stories come out, and just everything about the drug is like the worst thing you can imagine. You know. Well, I don't, like I how, mean, how how much how much of these like some dude goes down to Colombia? He's going down there for sex tourism to do some drugs. He takes some scopolamine. Uh, you know he gets all fucked up. Sure, 
But, you know, he ends up giving a prostitute all his money and gets, you know, just ruins his life, comes back. His wife divorces him. He's totally broke, living in the poorhouse, drinking Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> out of a bag on the side of the road. But, really, I mean, that could happen to a guy who goes down there and just does a bunch of coke, right? You just make a bunch of bad life decisions. Or someone who just drinks, I mean, uh, you know. Or drink, yeah, just the Mad Dog, even. Yeah. You, know, you, can, you can ruin, you become a wastrel on alcohol, but... You know, he's got this wonder drug to blame. Like, I don't I don't know what happened to the drug took over. Like, yeah, okay, buddy. Well, I think the reason uh, there's a level of legitimacy to the rumors and urban myths about this drug is the CIA even used it. I mean, they used it as a – because a patient – and they've done studies and they've, they've um, you know, had scientists, uh, you know, conduct tests on, on patients using this drug. Said a patient under the influence of scopolamine cannot create a lie. Because the drug will depress the cerebrum to such a degree as to destroy the power of reasoning. There's no power to think or reason. And so they, they claim they use it as a truth serum. And, but I just uh, wonder, I mean, if it fucks you up that much, how, do you even have any cognitive ability at all? Well, apparently, I mean, they or say you just that like you can, blah, blah, goo, goo, gaga. Well, I mean, they, they say that you're, they were able to interrogate somebody. I mean, they're able to, um, I mean, it was, they could use it as a, you know, as a truth serum. Where people were able to, you know, disclose facts and, and unable to create a lie, but they said because of the um, the hideous and disabling side effects, that they they disqualified using scopolamine as a truth drug. And they said there's only the CIA writes that there's only a handful of cases in which scopolamine was used for police interrogation. Um, though there's evidence suggesting that some police forces may have used it extensively. I would say Bush would have would have probably used that one in Guantanamo. I bet you're still being used in Guantanamo. I don't know. So anyway, getting back to Sam's original question, after learning a bit about the drug and after us discussing the drug here, would you experiment with the devil's breath, Wackerly? I only, you know, I categorize drugs into two things and alcohol, whatever. Does it make you shit or not? <laughs> I don't like drugs that make me want to shit when I'm at a party. <laughs> you you got to add, I'm okay. you, cocaine, cut with baby laxative. Well, you got to add like, laxative. Oh, man, it's so fun. I feel so good. Oh, wait, now I got to go have diarrhea in this, like, strange person's house that, that this party's at. <laughs> While a big line forms outside, and they're like, oh, what are you doing in there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And there's only one bathroom. It's in the kitchen. Yeah, it's in somebody's apartment. There's always only one bathroom. And it's right next to the living room. So when you come out, this big cloud of fucking shit gas hits everybody at the party. What are you doing in there? Sorry. I think you got to add a third category. Does it give you impotence or not? That which too. Is, which, is, which is just, I, mean, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with getting sick. But I mean, it's also, you know, it's like, okay, here's a drug. How is this drug fun? Like, I've done cocaine where it's like, yeah, I've had runny bells. And I haven't been able to get hard for like a night or two nights. Right. It's just like, why? Okay, why? What's, what's fun about this drug? Ooh, it made me really interesting for like 15 minutes to myself. It's giving me diarrhea and erectile dysfunction. It's like this drug's not fun. <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth. And I told a 20-minute story about how I peed the bed when I was younger, <laughs> thinking it was really cool at the time. You know, I think there was a time in my life where I might have actually experimented with this drug, but I don't like drugs that... With complete loss of control, especially as I've grown as I've grown older, like LSD, right. I wouldn't do LSD now, and I wouldn't. I don't think I nope. do mushrooms. Mushrooms always gave me diarrhea anyway. But Another yeah, one. You, you know, bath salts and scopolamine, devil's breath. I think I'd steer clear of that one. 
I'm also so going to... La- your last venture was probably the salvia, huh? Yeah, that was my last real drug venture. I mean, we're not counting marijuana or ecstasy here. Well, no, um, those don't uh, make you lose control. Those are harmless. Those are harmless. Ecstasy kind of does in a different way, though. It makes yeah. you become a cuddly dumbass. That prematurely ejaculates. That's yeah, horrible. <laughs> no, Okay, I'm going to go one step further. Not only would I not use devil's breath, I'd also avoid traveling to Colombia just because of it. Because I would be one of those dudes. I'd be at a club... And a girl with, like, a magnificent rack would approach me. And she would just be like, Hello, D. Would you like a lick? And, I mean, I would just be like, all right, that's cool. Next thing you know, the $332 in my bank account, it's gone. Gone. <laughs> what am I going to do now? My life savings, go gone. <laughs> you got to go to the embassy and explain yourself. Like, you walk in, and the person working the desk is like, You licked a tit, didn't you? You'd be like, yeah. I licked a tit. I licked the tit. It was so brown and beautiful with a chocolate, Hershey's chocolate kiss nipple. Avoid those Colombian titties. People, this is episode 3333 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, Quick recap of last week's show, Cannibal Holocaust Week here at Sick and Wrong. We did three cannibalism stories. Uh, The first one was about a Swedish professor who dined on his wife's lips. Second story is about an African um, who ate brains to earn another master's degree. Didn't he have like 12 master's degrees? The, the one who got eaten did. Oh, that guy did. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, and then the third story was the most notorious one. Miami Cannibal has a homeless man face sandwich. And uh, yeah, that story won by a large margin. So congratulations there, listener number three. You won Cannibal Holocaust Week here on Sick and Wrong. Hmm. People, you know the way the show works. You find a disgusting, disturbing news article. You send them to me and Wackerly uh, via Facebook, the Twitters, or sickandwrongpodcast.com. We present them here on the show. Audience votes, and the winner gets a sick and wrong care package. Uh, it's entirely up to you to claim your care package. When you win, just email, and I'll send you something. Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm true to my word. Uh, anyway, we, we received some good stories here this week, and uh, we're about to get to them. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and... So the first listener submission here, uh, story number one, came in from Ted. Ted says, I've been listening since episode one. Enough with the shit stories. Keep up the good work. He, so this is one guy that's just like, he's had it to hear. He's reached, <laughs> his, he's, had it, he's reached his threshold with shit stories. He's like, no more. I've had it right up to my butthole. <laughs> it's not like we're telling a bunch of shit stories that we bring to the table every week. And this isn't from our own in. experience. You know, these are, I mean, if, if I do shit myself, I'm obviously going to talk about it in the next podcast, but that's just not happening very often. I no, mean, these we are, were just talking about, we were talking about doing drugs and shitting, but that was more like theoretical. These are listener stories, so I don't know. I mean, right. what would sick and wrong be without the occasional shit story? 
Occasional. <laughs> Loosely defined term. Routine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he did send in a, uh, a great story here. Um, New Jersey man hurls intestines at cops after repeatedly stabbing himself. Um, this story occurred in Hackensack, New Jersey. I like saying that, the name of that town. Hackensack. 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 It's um, kind of like a Muslim term. Sort of. Or Jewish. Reminds me of a hippie. Yiddish. Hacky sacking. Hacky sack. Yeah. I wish, uh, I've always wanted to disembowel a hippie with a hacky sack. That would then, be very hard yeah. to do. It kind of doesn't have any sharp edges. Yeah. A uh, New Jersey man was in critical condition Wednesday after repeatedly stabbing himself with a 12-inch knife and throwing his intestines at cops. His name was Wayne Carter. And if you just listen to the description of what happened here, I think the movie John Carter would have been much more successful if they did a movie about Wayne Carter instead. Or maybe just switch the characters completely. Sure, I could see that. Crazy homeless guy on, on Mars hurling his intestines at people. I'd have watched that. I didn't go see John Carter because it just sounded retarded. I saw it. How was there it? There was no intestine hurling. Were you into it? Was it a good movie? Eh, it was. It was better than some. Not better, as good as others. Was it better than the Avengers? Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> I'm completely being honest. I I saw the Avengers. I don't understand what all the Falderall. Falderall is that? A, not, let me retract. Not say Falderall. I don't know what all the uh, excitement is about. You know, Wackerly, you're probably one of like five people in the entire world that thinks John Carter is better than the Avengers. I know, but I stand. I'm not trying to be controversial. I stand. I thought I didn't think John Carter was a great movie, but I thought The Avengers was extremely boring. You know, I agree with you. Actually, I saw The Avengers, and I had many issues with it because uh, it basically was just the sequel to Thor, which I thought was a shitty movie to begin with. I didn't see Thor. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, I can't imagine Thor was any you know, better than this. Thor movie, really. But... Thor should just be like the movie Thor should just be gay porn. They shouldn't even make a live action movie of Thor. Like Thor just Did to me, Natalie Portman get down to her underwear or anything in it? I forgot she was even in it. No, they even show side boob. It was just hmm. a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. And Avengers just done uh, the same thing. Did they even show side boob on Scarlett Johansson? No, but she does have some pretty tight stretch pants on, and those were probably the best scenes of the movie. You know, her shot from behind in her in her black ninja outfit or whatever it is. Yeah, but I heard they edited out like digitally all the camel toe. I don't know. That's, Maybe. That's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the 3D version, so. If you see the 3D Avengers, you just camel toe. Like, there's certain scenes where she's jumping around kicking, kicking, like, uh, those robot lizard guys in the face. And you do see I would see just have my finger toe. out in front of my face, <laughs> rubbing it up and down. That's why I didn't see the 3D, because it would have been embarrassing. All right. We digress. Um, Scarlett Johansson's camel toe can always make me digress. Uh, Wayne Carter here has a history of psychiatric problems. Really? I never would have believed that. He had barricaded himself inside his Hackensack, New Jersey home when the gruesome event took place late Sunday. It's nice to know that a man with a history of psychiatric problems can own a home in Hackensack, New Jersey. Because that wouldn't happen <laughs> here in California. It's a promised land for disturbed peoples. Yeah. So police were called to the house after the 43-year-old man was spotted cutting himself with the knife. You know, actually, I want to take issue with this. Um, 
this is such a double standard. When a teen, an emo teen, cuts themselves. A teen girl. Let's, a teen let's girl. Be clear. Yeah, okay. A teen, teen boys girl don't do this. Teen girls do. Cuts her arms with a razor or what have you. And she's, you know, everybody rushes to them to give them support and therapy. And, uh, you know, and, and, and counsel them through this, through this, this, this tumultuous period of their life. But then right. here's, a, here's a man, 43-year-old man. He's cutting himself. He's reaching out. Next thing you know, what do they do? Call the fucking SWAT team. What's going on here? Are we not allowed? Right, I'm, the, world I'm, is not, the world is not kind to 43-year-old crazy people. Yeah, but we're not that especially. far away, Wackily. You know, it's only a few years away. What if we want to cut ourselves? What if we become emo at 43? SWAT team. That's what you got to look forward to. So when I'm the- get uh, my ears pierced, <laughs> safety pin through my lip. It's going to be a good time for me. When the police arrived at the scene, Wayne Carter refused to drop the weapon. and He began waving it along with a hammer. What does he think? Oh, he's Thor? It's Thor. Um, that's another thing about Thor I hate. That stupid hammer. Isn't the hammer like it's its own like being? It can speak or something? Yeah, has its own name know. it does have a name i mean i it's guess mule mule near mule near i love how you'd know that i guess a lot I of people i guess a lot of people name their genitalia you know a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys name their units so i guess that makes sense anyway carter was waving the knife and his hammer at the officers he then repeatedly to be clear, it's not a it's not a magical god hammer it's just like a craftsman claw hammer yeah i think this is just a standard claw hammer i don't think yeah i don't, I don't think it was magical i don't think he could dangerous. call it it's, it would fly to his hand pretty scary when you think about it which is crazy home or he's not homeless but a crazy uh mental patient here waving yeah. a knife and a hammer at the officers he then he then repeatedly stabbed himself in the legs abdomen and neck um, Hackensack police lieutenant here, Timothy Lloyd, said that, th- that we tried to talk him down, but they were, we were having no luck. Uh, he was slashing at us with a knife. I would love to hear these New Jersey officers trying to talk this crazy man down. Drop the knife, you crazy mooly. What you doing <laughs> over there? Don't say me, mooly. <laughs> Dude, we don't even know if he's black. I know, but I just like, I, I just think all New Jersey people say the word, throw the word mooly around just freely. <laughs> I can see them calling him a faggot, no right. matter, you know. If well, what really what was the term that they used as Sopranos for uh, for faggot? There was a term that they used. Fagula or something like that. Fagoli or, or something, yeah. Not fungu. Fungu, hey. Drop <laughs> the knife, the you fungu. That kind of sounds the same. Yeah. Anyway, he began throwing pieces of skin and intestines at the officers. Uh, they were like, all right, fuck this. We're calling in the Bergen County Police Department SWAT team. We're going to take this guy out. Uh, by the time the SWAT team arrived, Carter's intestines were literally hanging out of his body. Um, the scene was a bloody mess. Even the New official. Jersey guys must have been taken aback by that. Yeah, but don't you think it would look like lasagna or something? Ravioli? Uh, manicotti? Tripe? Pho? <laughs> <laughs> that Vietnamese soup? <laughs> The scene was a bloody mess, a police official said. The SWAT team members had to be decontaminated due to the amount of blood, which uh, basically means being hosed down in the backyard. Um, with bleach. With bleach. Carter was eventually disarmed after being sprayed with two cans of pepper spray. This guy had to have been on bath salts. There had to have been some bath salts. I mean, Jesus. Mm, I don't know. This sounds... I mean, just your standard crazy man who went off his meds could be doing this. Maybe he's not taking the medication he's supposed to. Yeah, but his innards 
were exposed. And he's still fighting off police officers. <laughs> anyway, kind he, of zo- that is kind of zombie-esque, right? He was rushed to the hospital where he underwent emergency surgery, and he's in critical condition. So I'm amazed he lived. Those New Jersey guys are made if, tough. Can you imagine if you got into an accident with a speeding ambulance and, like, you know, sheared off one of your arms or something, and then you found out that they were speeding to try and get the crazy guy who cut his own intestines out of himself to, like, try and save him, and you got hurt? I'd be mad. Would you sue the city, or would you become, like, a super villain? I would sue the city and become a super villain <laughs> with the money. <laughs> I Lord Wackerly for lots of drugs. We'll exact revenge on the city of Hackensack, New Jersey. Get a Once robotic you have the money, arm. Well, I don't care about revenge anymore. <laughs> if it's like three million dollars. Yeah, but I mean, but think about it though, dude. You'd have to train yourself to masturbate with your left arm. True. It's that's worthy of True. revenge. <laughs> it's worthy of revenge. <laughs> Although all the time I'm spending getting the revenge, I could be practicing with my left arm. I guess you could. So, or you could get a cyborg arm or something. What's more important? <laughs> Luke Skywalker had to do it. You could do it. Yeah. Anyway, Wacker, sure. what do you have for the second story for episode 333? Uh, this story is almost as popular and out there in the news as the face eater from Miami. So I don't think I need to go into the sort of the intro as much, but, uh, this is the, this is the cannibal gay porn, psycho killing bisexual prostitute guy. This, this guy. Yeah. No, this guy's notoriety is widespread. He's very bizarre looking because he's had a ton of plastic surgery. So he's just one of those people who looks like a Ken doll sort of, but I wonder, they didn't, I didn't see any photos of him. Before the plastic surgery, didn't he? Didn't he try to make himself into like James Dean or something? Yeah, that's what the article says. A, he's a strange person, this guy. <laughs> Most people who get plastic surgery, I think, are strange. Not Joan Rivers. <laughs> She's very strange. <laughs> Come on. I guess I mean the girls who get big boobs. Big boobs are you know they're so important in American society. I can see if you've really felt like inadequate all your life. You're just like I just want to get. It's a bigger rack, so I don't feel like get a lesser of a person. I can, and it, and there's immediate payoff, right? You know, these girls get big tits, even the ones that like are not the tip top jobs. Uh, if they put a sweater over them, they walk out. It's got to be like night and day. Like yeah, all these no, are like, oh, hello, ma'am, how are you doing? That like never would have given them the time of day before. It boosts their self confidence, but beyond that, you know, off the top of my head, I can think of at least three women that could use labioplasty. <laughs> but so, nobody sees it why I, would you waste money on that like one guy sees it and once he's down that we've talked about this before once I know, you're there I it's know. not like you're gonna turn back i know but God, when you see it in your face in the morning i don't know man any vagina the night terrors vagina. are still there wackily <laughs> any vagina is a good <laughs> vagina it's like pizza that's true it looks a lot um, like pizza <laughs> pepperoni <laughs> and uh but somebody, I, I just think it's weird when people go to the plastic surgeon and they are like, I want to look like Angelina Jolie. Octomom did that. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, you know, I also think it's weird when men get plastic surgery. Women, I, for some reason, I kind of have a little more like empathy for that. But men, come on. You're a guy. Does it really right. matter? I want to go in and be like, can you make me look like Abe Vigoda? <laughs> <laughs> 
something. Just see what what they can do, and then make them go through all the like the you know. Okay, we're gonna do the drawing and the computer program, and like, well, this is kind of what it's gonna look like, and you know, they put the marks on your face, and then you're like. Nah, <laughs> thanks anyway. What, what if, okay. I, don't, I don't know what I was thinking. Who wants to look like Abe Vigoda? That's what dumb. would you say if you went in there? You're like, well, I'm thinking more Abe Vigoda, maybe Ryan Gosling, and they're like, well, don't take this the wrong way, but we recommend more of a Drew Carey slash that Galifianakis for you. <laughs> would you be offended? It's, basically, your neck and body <laughs> shape will work more with a fat guy to your face. <laughs> would you leave in a huff? Oh, I would be in such a huff. <laughs> I would be an unbelievable huff. But I do wonder how much they're, how far they're will, willing to go to do all the preparations before you put like a down payment in. Yeah, no, that'd be interesting to see the computer interpretations. That'd be that'd be a good Vice article that they could use. Yeah, why don't they you know, prank their friends with that? String stringing along the plastic surgeon. Or maybe just give them scopolamine and then send them to a plastic surgeon. Pay for it when they wake up. You know, they look like uh, Zach Galifianakis or Patton Oswalt. Zach, Patton Oswalt, that's a good one. <laughs> Pauly Shore. You come out looking just like Pauly Shore. <laughs> oh, you got me. It's such you a good practical joke. You guys are such joke. dicks, man. I'm going to, like, put saran wrap over your toilet the next time I'm over your place. I'm going to shit in your toilet tank to bring it full circle back to episode one. Yeah. Anyway. This guy didn't do any pranks, although he did get plastic surgery to look like James Dean. Well, he sounded like he pranked he his did, Chinese boyfriend. Uh, he murdered his 33-year-old Chinese lover. He's 29. His name's Luca Magnata, by the way. And uh, he lives in Canada, and uh, he allegedly murdered his 33-year-old Chinese lover, Jun Lin, who's a man, because he's gay. Well, bisexual. Not that that matters. But uh, they say allegedly, but there's a video of it. <laughs> it's 10 minutes long, and it's uh, titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. And I guess you can find it online. I didn't watch it. You know, I, I did care. a search for that, and yeah, you can find the entire video online. Did sure you watch it? I did not watch it. I, I, don't like, I don't like that type of shit. I don't like seeing that stuff. I heard that, yeah, I heard that he has a little dog that like participates. All right, now I'm going to watch <laughs> it. There's a dog just eating pieces of the Chinese guy. Which, if you're a dog, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I mean, you the know? dog would be stoked. It's like I get fresh Chinese food. And you think, because dogs think, like, okay, my owner's my pack leader, and, you know, I do what he says. He feeds me this crappy dry food, which I guess is fine. I guess this is my life. But then, then your owner's, like, ripping to shred somebody and is allowing you to, like, get in on that and feast on the raw meat. It's kind of like, yeah. This wonder, is what I was made for. This yeah, I wonder, is life. I wonder if the dog is like, so we're allowed to do this. This is totally yeah. cool. I thought you'd spank me or rub my nose in the carpet or something if I did this. Now I get to do this? All right, sweet. Hated you gotta your put boyfriend. That, you got to put that dog down now. Yeah, once he tastes Because it's flesh. like they say in movies and in books, like, it has a taste for human flesh. Yeah. It'll never be the same again. Same with humans. Same with humans. Um... So in the video, uh, the man thought to be Magnata uh, is attacking the naked uh, boyfriend tied up, and uh, he's attacking him with an ice pick. He attacks him with an ice pick. Before he hacks him to pieces, he eats part of his flesh and then performs sexual acts on the corpse. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. One step further. you got to always cross that line just one step further, man. And I don't know if you heard about this though, but then he like mailed like some parts, like the feet, to some political offices around uh, Ottawa, in Canada. 
Well, I don't understand. What was the point of that? Did they ever unveil the motive that he had? Like, was it, was he upset with some politician? Was it for gay marriage? Like, what no. was the deal here? No, this guy's like a this guy's like a Zodiac killer type. Right? So he was taunting. Clear? He wants to be famous. Uh, and when I talk about how he gets caught, it'll become even more clear. Uh, so he somehow he fled to Paris. You know, when I try to travel anywhere, even if it's within the state, you know, the, the security people have their thumb all the way up my ass, and they like got those like uh, clockwork orange things, and my eyeballs are like, look into this eyeball scanner because you might be a terrorist. But somehow this dude, who was like on an you know all points bulletin manhunt list. Somehow just waltzes out of the country, goes to France, and he goes to Paris, and he's there for two days. He passes through customs unchallenged. I'm, I'm amazed. Is, is uh, the Security Administration or whatever, the TSA of Canada, are they just even worse than the U.S.? I guess. They're all drunk on fucking Moosehead. I picture the two guys from, uh, what, Strange Brew, just sitting there? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Cooking back bacon, like, yeah, let him through, let him through, eh? Hey. Let him go. He looks all right. Maybe Kendra could tell us what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are they? Is it, is it a couple Mounties? You know? <laughs> They're on their horse in the airport. Or who are, who are those guys? The hockey brothers. Who are they? The two guys? In the Hansons? Yeah, the Hansons. I bet you it's them. Although they were kind I of fearsome. I don't think they were Canadian. I think, they, I think that movie, uh, Slapshot, is set in the United States. But maybe right. the Hansons came from Canada. They did have that can- Canadian accent. Yeah. Anyway. but he So even after he's in Paris, he got on a train and went to Berlin. <laughs> Nobody stopped him there either. Well, they're so self-absorbed in that country. I don't know. I don't know. He's a bisexual porn star. He also has worked as a gay prostitute under the name Angel. And like we were talking about, he's had plastic surgery to look like James Dean. Uh, so this is, check out how he got caught. And I bet you, you do this. He was ego surfing. <laughs> he was at an internet cafe, <laughs> ego surfing, like looking up his own name on Google. I only do that for a half results. hour a day every morning. That's it. <laughs> as soon as I wake up, I have my coffee. I try to see if there are any new sites with decent, but only a half hour. It used to be an hour, two hours sometimes, cut it but back. I cut it down. Yeah. So there's another guy at the cafe named, uh, ego surfing. <laughs> This guy's name's Kader Anleils. I can't even pronounce. It's an Probably unpronounceable a Turkish last name. guy, I'm sure. Um, he was actually because this guy has been in the newspaper. You know, before he was caught, at this just like there's this guy on the loose who murdered his boyfriend, and he was looking at the same sites. He's like, oh, that dude's looking at the same stuff as I am, and then he looked at the guy, and it's him. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> He runs outside, the dude, Cater, runs outside the internet cafe, and, and he grabs a cop, a German cop, and he says, I have someone here you might be looking for, and he pulls a police officer into the internet cafe, and he spots the guy, and the cop's like, yeah, I think you're right, and they grab him, and the dude tried to give some fake names, but in the end, he said, you got me. Wow, so he fessed up in the end. Immediately fessed up, basically. Well, I mean, what's he going to so do just, at that point? I think this guy's been trying to get caught, because he he's got, like... He's a megalomaniac. He wants he, to be famous and for people to know who he is. Yeah, he's, uh, he's after the notoriety. Before he ever did this caper, in uh, December 2010, he 
got was known for making some videos where he filmed himself killing kittens in various ways. Yeah, I've heard he tortured small animals. I mean, this guy is, a, is completely, he's a psychopath. You know, this what is why I was, we always recommend when kids get caught torturing animals, you might as well just throw them in prison right then. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There's, a, there's, no, there's no rehabilitation at that point. You got a no. little Jeffrey Dahmer on your hands. You do. So the thing is with this guy, did he disguise his appearance even further, like cut his hair? You know, I've, I've read that uh, he was a master of disguise. Like he used to dress in drag. And uh, <laughs> you can find all these composite sketches of him in uh, various female uh, wigs and dresses. But, I mean, How long did you spend surfing this, D? No, I was I was looking for a for a story. I was I was reading about it, and then, you know I don't even I think it's the Daily Mail. There's had pictures of him that the cops are drawing. Well, he could look like this, but it sounds to me that I mean he must have just not even bothered with a disguise. If some some internet cafe worker just was like, oh, that's the dude right there. I think once he made it to Berlin, he thought he was Scott Fergie was no longer disguising himself. You know, I did read that uh, while he was in Paris. He like hooked up with some guys at a gay club and spent like two two nights or something in this dude's house, and then the dude left. He went went on to Berlin, and then that guy was like surfing online or watching the news and was like, "Holy shit!" Could I you just imagine? Bummed that dude. <laughs> I just buggered, you know, one of the, uh, the the most wanted guys in the world. Complete psychopath. He's lucky. Do you think know. Jeffrey has any of these porns? Any of his porns? I think Jeffrey might have been one of the guys that buggered him. One of these days, you know, they're trying to tie that California murder where they found that man's head by the Hollywood sign here in L.A. They're trying to oh, tie I that in. They think it's this dude. They're trying to. They they said that I guess uh, Magnata was in L.A. around the time of that murder. Hmm. So seems kind of far removed, but maybe. yeah, I mean, he was all the way up in uh, Montreal. Was he there filming porn? Possibly. I'm not sure. Maybe he's here getting kittens for his own <laughs> videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that some, I'm just surprised that somebody with a history of filming animal torture videos could have like a, a long term boyfriend or a boyfriend at all. Like, um, I don't understand. Did they could they not catch him when he was making the kitten videos, or they just were like, "Well, technically, it's not illegal or something." I mean, Canada. That's um, that's copacetic. I don't Maybe. know. It's copa. Uh, <laughs> well, this people- guy, this guy deserves some scopolamine, and then to be like shoved in. I don't know. Yeah. Mediterranean or something. Well, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, people, you decide who, uh, which story is the most sick and wrong story here for episode 333. Uh, we got a few phone calls to the sick and wrong hotline, a couple emails, if we have time. Uh, people, you can call sick and wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from adamandeve.com. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. Oh, 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 oh,
All right, Wacker, we received several phone calls here at the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. People, we love to play your phone calls. Just make sure they don't exceed three minutes in length. And also, if you're going to call, don't call 15 fucking times. Because we're not going to play <laughs> your calls then. Just call once. Then Give save us your, the call your the last week. and best call. That's, That's what we real. want. We don't want to have to go through that many calls. Um, here's the first call. This actually has to do with bath salts. Hey, sick and wrong. It's Toothless Toby from Ohio again. Calling in to tell you guys that I have used the bath salts once or twice. And I don't, it's nothing like it. That's why he's toothless. I know. Yeah. LSD. It's nothing. Nothing at all. Like, I mean, your, your heart gets fast. You got a lot of energy. And... It's, it, I mean, I, it never made me want to eat a man's face off. So, Yet. I don't know. But. I want my money back, god damn it. I don't want to eat a homeless man's face. <laughs> Sounds like uh, when you work out, what do you, what do you say? He's like, your heart beats fast, you get energy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, working out takes your energy away. It's like though, drinking a Red Bull. Yeah. Whoever said it, that, that it's like LSD, that's, that's wrong. Um, so... Fuck yeah, I just got done listening to you guys' podcast, so I figured I'd call in and say, bath salts are nothing like LSD. It's just, it's definitely a Coke type thing. All right, guys, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Later. He didn't say whether he liked it or not. Yeah, no, he didn't really specify that. Toothless Toby confirms bath salts have nothing to do with LSD. <laughs> <laughs> He's my source for drugs, the effects of drugs. And the populace. I, I always, I always like um, drug braggers, <laughs> braggarts. People are like, they always have to one up you, and you're like, oh, I, I did that once. It was kind of fun. Oh, you, you probably didn't do. You know, they always have to be like, well, how much did you do? Yeah, and I had, I had one or two hits or pills or whatever. Like, oh, I did like thirteen once. Oh, good for you. You know, I notice a lot of girls do that when you have girls that that are habitual drug users. You talk to them about drugs, and, they, and they'll say, like, oh, my God, this one time I ate a quarter of mushrooms. It's like, really? I'd love to see you eat a quarter of mushrooms. Oh, but you can't argue. I mean, they'll, they'll just up and down the block. They'll, they'll talk. Yeah. Yes, I did. I totally did. Ask my boyfriend. Like, no, I'm not going to ever talk to your boyfriend. So, no. But what's funny, though, there are some people, though, that you believe. Like, their story, you're like, wow, you know, this person has credibility. Just, I'm looking. I usually, like, you know, I usually believe them. It's just, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just, did you like it? Was it fun? Did you do anything crazy? You know, it's always just like, I, I take like 30 of those. Okay. Well, like Bob Madigan. Like, that's somebody, when he talked about his drug usage, I'd be like, okay, I totally, fully believe you, Bob. And that explains a lot. And I don't necessarily think of Bob as being one of those guys who's trying to outdo everybody. No, he, he would just be like, I was with <laughs> Wayne Kramer from the NC5, and we were on a submarine, and we took some quaaludes. And you'd be like, fuck. And yeah, you believe and it all. And like, hits of acid. Yeah, no, I look at him, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I believe you. You know who? You know another person that doesn't lie when it comes to drug use? My brother. My brother has a great story, and maybe one day we'll have him on here to share it. He was at like a Grateful Dead concert, and he was dealing LSD. And back then, mm -hmm. I think even still, if you get caught with LSD, aren't you like in prison automatically or something? 
Like it's, yeah, it's like, like class one drug like a, or yeah, class whatever, the, drug. the highest class of drugs. Yeah. Which is insane. But anyway, Jeff had, uh, I think he had like a strip, which is 10 hits of acid on him. And right. he had done one hit and he had been walking around. And I guess he was, I don't know if he was paranoid or if maybe someone saw him. He was also dealing marijuana. If someone saw him dealing or something, he said he was being followed by security and he totally panicked and he you know, didn't have much experience with acid at that point. He was really young and he just dropped like all 10 hits. And he said for, uh, for the next like three days, he just saw columns, different columns that would speak to him. That was it. Just a column, colored columns. I was one. He was my tripping sister for was three one. days? Three days he tripped on 10 hits of acid. I was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant, you mean he took all 10 hits. Yeah, I thought he you panicked. Meant he like, I thought you meant he like dropped them on the pavement and walked away. No, no, he could have done that. He panicked and he just took he them. He ate them all. <laughs> ate them all and ate 10 hits of acid. And he tripped for like, he said like around two and a half, three days. And uh, yeah, he said he was freaked out. Did not stop ass. him from doing acid though. I don't know. I need to ask him about that the next time I see him. Yeah, ask him about the acid he did at a Grateful Dead show. We should have him on the, on the show to talk about that. Well, thank you, Toothless Toby. It's good to know that we have at least one fan out there, one listener that uh, has exper- experimented with bath salts. I'm sure there's more than one, so we'll probably get some more reports. Um, here's another story about a, a guy, I guess, uh, fucking with his uh, drunken friend. Hey, D and Sick and Wrong. Um... D, you met me a few weeks Wait, ago what? and you came Stop up to Michigan and I said the next time. Did he just totally skip over you? <laughs> he said, hey, D, and sick and wrong. Man. Yeah, what All the right. hell? Like, what? what is I'm Wackerly? Hurt. Chop liver, kid? <laughs> I'm, what's going on here? Maybe maybe I you so. are sick and wrong and I'm just D. I'm just this guy along for the ride, you know? You're saying I should take it as a compliment. Yeah, maybe. I'm actually, okay. he's, All I right. He's just, uh, I, it's a compliment then. Let's move on. <laughs> going to talk to me was when I leave a message on your show. And the story I have to tell is this happened about four or five weeks ago and a, and a kid was having a party. So we all go over to his house and we're all partying, right? And one of the freshmen decides to pass out drunk on the floor. And uh, our buddy who was hosting the party had this little, little chihuahua dog running around. And the dog, um, he was uh, very aroused for some reason. So... For some reason. I love so, where this is going, by the way. Yeah, no, I got to see where this is going. Um, I, I, like love how it's, I, I love it when I have the experience when I decide to pass out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had quite a lot of drinks. I think I'm going to pass out right here in the middle of the kitchen floor. He sounds like a kid, so I imagine this is probably high school. They're probably freshmen or sophomores in high school. And back then, depending on where he lives, most of America, really... It's like you, you'd go to a friend's house. There's nothing to do unless one of your friend's parents was out of town. So then you'd have a right. party at their house, which means they're probably either drinking their parents' liquor or beer maybe that they cajoled someone into buying for them. I'd like to know what it is that they're drinking. I remember back then we would drink anything we could get our hands on. Like, oh, uh, anything. Wine Absolutely coolers. Absolutely anything. Do you remember drinking like uh, – what was that shit called? It was like blue. I, I don't even the remember. Blue Curacao. Boone's Farm. <laughs> There's lots of blue stuff. I don't, I don't know. Is, I think Malibu is blue. Ma- Malibu, we drank that, and that would just get you so ill. It was just so or like full an of sugar. entire, you know, an entire gallon of peppermint schnapps. Oh god, half it, gallon. 
Anything, anything you can get your hands on. So I'd like to know what it is that uh, that that this guy passed out on. Know, it also see. led to the phenomenon that if you if your parents did go out of town, you tried to hide it from everybody because you're like, <laughs> I don't want all these assholes coming over and trashing the place. And then I had to clean it up on Sunday before my parents get back. So you'd be like, you tell like one friend or two friends, or if you had a girlfriend, you try and just tell yeah, her. Just... But inevitably, like as Friday got closer and closer, people Word would find out, out yeah. that your parents were out of town. Yeah, we're get out. Then it'd be a huge shindig at your house. Next thing you know, yeah. cops are being called. There's a fight in your kitchen. Yeah, always all your liquors. Go, your friends have drank all your parents' liquor. But I do remember having some like uh, quaint parties. Where it was just like you know a couple friends that were over there, and you would drink your parents' liquor and then fill it up with water, <laughs> so it looked like there's nothing gone. Like you know, I mean, you had to be so careful. They'll never know. They'll never know. Another kid from the party, I don't want to drop any names here, but he picks up the dog and puts the dog, the erect dog penis into the freshman's gaping mouth. And not only did he just sit it in there, he then slaps the dog's ass and it begins to spasm violently in his mouth. And he's passed out drunk. So then we throw the dog across the room. We were done with the dog. And he decides to wake up. Sounds like that gay porn star's videos. <laughs> you know? I mean, okay. These guys, might, these guys might be accused of animal cruelty. <laughs> or bestiality porn. I mean, if they were videotaping this on their cell phones, this could be bestiality porn. When he says spasm violently, does he mean ejaculation? I couldn't even begin to guess. I, I don't even know. I'd like to know. I mean, after the kid that held, I mean, then maybe they're really drunk and, you know, a lot of times you excuse certain actions when you're drunk, you're inebriated, but I would still be like, you know, I'm never passing out around you ever, ever. No. I would always watch my ass around that kid that held the dog. Well, the, uh, the other thing I find funny is this, uh, the guy is, it's a guy who's passed out, right? Yeah, it's not a girl. If it was a girl, there'd be rape charges. This would be rape. If it's a yeah. guy, it's just all fun and games and shenanigans. But would the rape charges be pressed against the Chihuahua or the person mm-hmm. holding the Chihuahua? The holder. <laughs> and the dog. Sex offender. And immediately begin licking his you lips. Got, yeah. You got to put, put this dog a... down. It has a taste for human mouth. <laughs> Once a dog's had sex with a person, you gotta get rid of it. <laughs> Cannibalism and sex with and sex with humans. You can't you can't allow that kind of behavior in dogs. It's horny for men. Across the room, we were done with the dog, and he decides to wake up and immediately begin licking his lips. And to this day, he is still unaware of the dog molestation that went on that night. Peace out and stay classy. Wait, what? So okay, they never they never revealed the fact that they <laughs> fucked with him like that. What's the point then? I know, like three quarters of the fun of doing it is making fun of the guy mercilessly for the rest of his life. I, you know, I can understand the delayed revelation. Like maybe wait a year, and on his birthday, a year. well, nobody's, okay, nobody's waiting a year, a well, week, okay, maybe. six months or something, and wait till his birthday, and then make a cake with a picture of the dog's penis in your friend's mouth. That's right. that's a great prank. That's a great surprise. I mean, why not do that? But not to tell them at all. What's the point? Maybe Don't, they're still de- maybe they're still waiting and biding their time. I'm hoping they're, just they're doing that. Teeing behind his back. 
Or you know, <laughs> you know what these kids should do. This is what I would do: is that maybe wait a couple more weeks, a few more weeks, make T-shirts with the photo of the dog's cock and your friend's passed out mouth, and wear them to school or a party. It could be criminal charges, though. Don't forget about that. You gotta, you gotta be a little kick, bit careful. You know, everybody fucking whines these days with the bullies and the fucking Columbine bullshit. It's like you can't get away with anything. When I was a boy, can't fuck your friend's d- face with your other friend's dog's erect dog penis anymore. I'm just saying, it's like when I was a boy, when we were in school, when we were grade school students, or I guess high school students. I didn't do these kind of shenanigans in grade school, but in high school, you could teabag your friend's forehead without being charged with rape or um, you know any other kind of uh, abuse. You could do that. You could even do it to a girl. Because you're just like, oh, we're drunken idiots, blah, 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 you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Now, it'd be like, not only are you a bully, you're a sex offender. You probably have to be on the sex offender registry. So you're pro dudes putting their nuts on women's faces no. while they're passed out? Is no, I'm just saying, saying it's like, where, where, where did our thick skin go? What happened? What happened? Your thick nut skin? No, it's just like uh, the, the thick skin of society is just completely dissipated. And to now everybody just, you know, oh, my God, you're harming him. You're going to affect his development as an adult. I blame the lawyers. You, you know, can't make money. fun Everybody's of gay kids. You can't do anything anymore. You can't even joke about having a high school massacre. It's like terrorist. God, I'd God. Hate... it's just a black trench coat, for God's sake. Yeah, I, you know, I would hate to be a high school student. I don't even think I bet you I would have been suspended. I hated being a high school student back then, so I can only imagine I would hate it more now. It would be worse, but um, I suggest to you, um, young prankster, you need, to, <laughs> you need to reveal this secret to your friend in a dramatic fashion. Something. Something uh, extraordinary. Something in humiliating. In front of the girl that he likes would be a good touch. Has to be in front of a girl. Yeah. That he likes. Yeah. I would definitely do it in front of a girl that maybe he finally talks to her or something's happening. You guys are at like... And where do where do kids hang out? The mall, the Hot Sam's. I have no idea. Uh, you know, I don't the know. Hot Taco Sam, Bell, the Aladdin's Castle. Okay, yeah, you're at you're at the arcade or at the Hot Sam's, and he buys his girl a cheese pretzel. And next thing you know, you're standing behind him, so his back is to you, but the girl can see you, and you're just holding up a big picture of dog penis in your friend's mouth. Kids don't even have to have the picture anymore. You can just have it on his phone. On the phone. Just do it on the phone. Maybe send her the video. Why not? When he finally asks her out for a date. It's a good idea. All right. People, you can call the Sigurong hotline at 206-666-3846. Oh, wacky, we've got an email at sigurongpodcast.com. Uh, this one came in from Jack in Edinburgh. Um, I have a problem with Edinburgh. The way it's spelled, it, it looks like it should be Edinburgh. I was just going to say, isn't it called Edinburgh? No, it's Edinburgh. That's how they say oh. it. Wow. Yeah, it pisses me off. It's just like, wh- who the fuck are you to change? They're Scottish. The- well, no, but to change, you know, the phonetics. It's like you could change the way people pronounce words. I think I they're know. all drunk on whiskey. Like Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh, and they have no pants. They have no underwear on. That's what it is. It comes from years of just having your balls just hanging with nothing to hold them. The kilt you're talking about. Well, no, but they they don't have any underwear on. That's why. That's that's why they can't pronounce English properly. <laughs> and and the whiskey and the whiskey. It's got to be cold. Um. So Jack here says, "Hey guys, I think I've got a pretty sick and wrong story which could entertain you. 
Last week, I was out of the bar with some friends. Where oh, I got... surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish people. Where I got pretty smashed. Also, also surprising. surprising. <laughs> um, I'm going there. Next time I go back to Europe, I'm definitely going to Scotland. Have to go to Scotland. We, we should do a sick and wrong tour up there. We should. Someday. Because of this, I ended up throwing up multiple times in a two-hour period from about... This is another thing. They're fucking the way they tell time. This is like 6 to 8 o'clock, but instead it's like military time. 1,800 hours to 2,100 hours. It's like, come on, dude. It was enough already. 6 to 8 p.m. So he threw up for a two-hour period. On what I thought would be my final visit, something really nasty happened. As I opened the cubicle and headed for the exit of the bathroom, I saw a brown object flying at me. God. What's that, I, I thought? I love that. He's like, what's that in the air flying at me, I thought. <laughs> yes, that's right. It was a big smelly shit, and it landed right on my white polo top. Normally, I would have tried to beat the shit out of this guy, but instead it resulted in me having to throw up for another two hours until about 2,200 hours, 10 o'clock. Uh, luckily, by this time, my friends had ditched me, so they didn't see me covered in human shit. Hope you enjoyed my unfortunate story. Legends. Jack in Edinburgh. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What, what is the, uh, the um, level of retaliation you do if someone throws feces on you? Eye for an eye. <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's a direct well, you wanna, retribution. You want to escalate it to, like, diarrhea mixed with vomit or something? No, I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you just immediately shit in your hand and throw it on him? Do you fight him first so he's knocked unconscious and you shit on his face? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you respond to something? I can't really like shit on command. So I'm not going to shit him. I mean, I guess you could, if you knocked him out, then you could sit there and eat a bean burrito and wait. And then so, or maybe go buy some X-Lax or something. I feel bad for this guy because this guy, you know, he... He drank a little bit too much, drank excessively. Next thing you know, he's puking for almost two hours. Just a long time to puke in the bathroom. He gets up, and just some dude chucks a turd at him? Like, who does that? I still want to go to Scotland, but <laughs> this isn't making me want to go more. This is one of those, this is one of the reasons, I mean, there's, okay, you don't go to Columbia because you might do the devil's breath drug and get, you know, raped or have your bank account drained, turn into a mindless zombie. You but don't want to go. To... But but in that course of events in Colombia, at least you got to lick a titty. I guess here it... you just puke. You're puking your guts out and throwing somebody throws a shit at your face. Well, the dangers of Scotland is you might have flying feces thrown at your face, leaving a bathroom. That would fucking suck. That would ruin my night. I think that'd almost be worse than licking a drug-covered titty. <laughs> I think I don't it know. would be. I think so. But uh... anyway, that doesn't deter me. Okay, I don't want to go to Colombia because of the devil's breath. And other reasons, but uh, I still would I would be willing to dodge flying feces to visit Scotland. So yeah, maybe, maybe, I agree. Maybe one day, maybe next year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go join up the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's quite a few members up there already. Uh, it's a charming community of deviants. Uh, I actually posted a video today to the forum that you can go check out. Someone actually, I think a Dutch TV somehow uncovered the fear factor episode where they were drinking donkey semen and donkey urine did you see that i saw that it's been uncovered but i didn't watch it because you should watch the video because uh why 
I, you know, I found it. I guess that's what I was wondering because I'm not into bestiality, but the two, they're two twins. They're all twins, and these two like uh, brunette twins, and there's two blonde twins. It's kind of hot watching her gulp down cum, and there's cum really? dripping out of her mouth. I mean, it looked like she was retching, but like one of them had to choose semen, and one of them had to choose urine, and then there were two. <laughs> th- like <laughs> you had fuck? to. What is wrong with the people who make who design this show? I don't know. And, and my favorite is Joe Rogan being like, you can do this. Come on. Put your mind into it. Just do it. Just two more gulps. Like getting that's her all your, pumped. That's your life, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Encouraging people to drink donkey piss. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. That would be um, be a dream of mine. I don't know. But to anyway. Drink it or to be the guy who eggs them on? Encouraging them to host something like that where you're just like, come on. I'm going to be so stoked watching you. I mean, I liked watching it, the girl in, on video gulping down this donkey semen, but to watch it live? I don't know, man. I have higher aspirations. Maybe. I don't know. I've been doing this podcast for six years. That's true. <laughs> I'm anyway, not any donkey piss, if that's what you're trying to get at. So wait, wait. So you would be drinking the semen, so then I could drink the donkey piss? Like, if there was a fear factor with podcast hosts, would you choose the semen, then I would get to do the urine? Because I'd rather do the urine. To be honest? Yeah. I think, I, I think you've got a deal. So wait, you would prefer to drink donkey semen to donkey urine? Kind of. Why? I don't know. Urine grosses me out. You know what they had to do? They had to chuck horseshoes, and depending on where it landed... It either have to be like fifteen ounces, twelve ounces, or um, like six ounces, or like two ounces. <laughs> two ounces is nothing. Two ounces wouldn't be that bad. I'd do either one, but to do fifteen <laughs> ounces of uh, donkey semen, it's, it's good to know your limit on drinking donkey cum. <laughs> it's something you need to determine eventually. Anyway, um, you know that video pales in comparison to most of the other shit posted on the Sick and Wrong forum. So go check it out, people at your own peril. SickandWrongPodcast.com. Click on forum. Also, uh, we appreciate when you listen and subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. It's a good way to give us uh, free exposure, good way to give us support without um, having to spend any money on buying a T-shirt or any other Sick and Wrong merch. Um, and it's easy. It's quick. So just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and uh, subscribe to the show today. Also, um... As always, we're hawking our sick and wrong quado tees, and we have Which some. There aren't even any left, barely, right? Just a few larges. I think more extra larges. So if you're a big person, or if you know any big people, you still have time to buy a sick and wrong quado tee. And we're currently working on new designs. We'll have some new shirts available soon. But right now, you got a uh, you got the uh, extra largest and largest quado tees. You also have the sick and wrong cafe press store, which there's a multitude of other sick and wrong fashionable items available. Um, so, uh, yeah, just go to SickAndWrongPodcast.com slash store. Uh, finally here, Wackerly, we're going to end the show with the Sick and Wrong song of the week that I picked out because um, I want to dedicate it to the hardcore fans that I saw last night. All those yeah. uh, straight-edge vegans that are cooking vegan burgers for homeless people. Actually, I'm going to end the show with uh, Sick of It All that I thought played an incredible set last night. Uh, they're an American hardcore punk band from Queens formed in 1986. And uh, they still sound exactly the same. You know, it was kind of cool. The uh, lead singer was uh, on there just doing his show. And they were just letting kids just stage dive and jump up on stage. Some dude, I don't know if he was trying to sing with him because they, they're fond of doing that, letting people sing in, you know, along with them. But he just totally just full on just tackled, took him out. Like singer was standing there for one second. The next thing you know, he's just on the ground. And, uh, wow. 
Yeah, like out of nowhere. Like security was just like, what the fuck? And then the kid like jumps in the crowd. And then after the song, uh, he gets up and he's like, wow, did you see me get taken out? <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, but they still... They, I, see, I would have walked off the stage. You'd have been you done, dicks. done by that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they still sounded great. And uh, yeah, they ended up playing uh, quite a few more songs. So we're going to end the show with Scratch the Surface by uh, Sick of It All, my uh, favorite New York hardcore band. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 334. Till then, take a sleazy. Super.
That's what Grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye.